G'day, everybody, and uh, Merry Christmas to all. It's a very warm welcome to Sam Zickman. G'day, Sam. How are you as we, as we have another Sam in the Big Man um, NFL podcast in the festive season? Oh, first of all, best to you and the family. Uh, thanks, David. Merry Christmas to you and your family, and Merry Christmas to everyone listening in. Uh, hope you all had a great uh, Christmas day yesterday, or a couple of days ago, I should say, sorry, and, and a really good Boxing Day yesterday. I'm sure a lot of people sat back and watched the cricket uh, and just spent some quality time with the family. So, yeah, uh, our best wishes to everyone and, and a safe new year upcoming. Indeed. And uh, look, what a weekend it was. A couple of teams, Jacksonville and Green Bay, have had just the dream week. So, correct, or Jacksonville did as well. But certainly the LA Chargers, Sammy's boys, Justin Herbert and, and Green Bay have had a magnificent weekend Let's go through the scores and then we'll start talking. Back to Thursday night footy um, and an unusual draw this weekend because of Christmas. Jacksonville 19 over the Jets 3 and extraordinarily they're on top of their con- of their division. Crazy. Buffalo 35-13 over the Bears in Chicago and then they got home and had to dig their cars out of 15, 10 foot of snow at the airport. Buffalo's just been puggered. We'll talk about that soon. The Saints found a way to beat Cleveland 17-10, and the Saints are still alive, just. The Seahawks got resold by the Chiefs in Kansas City, and the Seahawks, are, Seahawks' chances are spiralling out of control. The Vikings, with a 61-yard field goal as time expired, defeated the New York Giants 27-24, and the Vikings are still a chance to finish top of the NFC. The Bengals, 22 over a plucky Patriots, 18. Patriots looking sorry, and the Bengals are dangerous. But we've been saying that for weeks. The Panthers, huge win, keeps them alive. 37-23 over Detroit. Detroit's defense was hopeless. The Ravens found an, another team that found a way. They can't attack, but the defense was great. 17-9 over the Falcons and got themselves a playoff spot. They've done it the hard way, Baltimore, but they're there. The Texans, what a surprise this was. They've snapped a nine-game skid beating Tennessee, and that is so... Tennessee's lost five in a row. Five, and there'll be movement in the quarterback at the end of the season, just quietly. San Francisco continue for mine to be one of the most dangerous teams in the entire competition. 37 over 20 over the Commanders in Santa Clara. Sammy's Dallas, 40 over the Eagles, 34. What a game of football this was, and... Cowboys now 11 and four. And uh, of course, they're into the playoffs. The Steelers just hung on to beat the Raiders 13 10. And hang on, they're hanging in there and they could finish with a not pl- um, more than 500 uh, record, which is amazing. Then on to um, Monday's games in Australia the Packers 26 over the Dolphins 20. A great performance in the second half. They blanked the Dolphins in Miami. A great performance. The Rams belted the Broncos in a who cares game. The Buccaneers somehow at 16-6 down with eight minutes to go found a way to win 19-16 in overtime. Brady just got hot at the right time and a field goal finished it for them. And then the Chargers qualified for the playoffs today. What a performance it's been from them over the last month. 20-3 over the Colts. Sammy, first of all, Dallas and Philly, 74 points. What a game of football this was. Um, And a fantastic result for your Cowboys in Arlington. Gutsy performance. Gutsy yep. performance by the Cowboys. I will shout out Gardner Minshew, who played really, really well. Uh, it has to be said, a, look, a couple of picks, um, but he hasn't played a lot of football. No. Nope. 
but he's a really solid quarterback, David. I'm, I hope that he gets an opportunity next year um, to go somewhere and to and to play some football because he, you know, deserves an opportunity. He, he commanded the offense and led it really well. He had, it was 24 of 40, 355, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Um, but I thought for the most part, he, com- he commanded pretty well uh, from behind center. So credit to him. It was a really important win for the Cowboys for a number of reasons. One, uh, mentally. So to, to have a backup quarterback playing against you and to lose would have, I think, mentally been really challenging for the Cowboys to come back from. Um, they've now locked in that playoff spot. They should have done it last week. It's, it's a re- that's actually a really bad loss now, last week to Jacksonville, because they're not going to win the division, but they were right there if they'd won last week. Um, but yeah, look, really solid win. I'm, I'm concerned with what I'm seeing from Dak. Um, just I feel would like he, Yeah, he's he's hasn't had a great second half of the year. He's been a little bit uh, lazy with the football, turning it over. Um, the, de- the defense as well is another question of Wangle. Like this was something that we were talking about as a real, you know, area that, that the Cowboys could potentially, you know, make a Super Bowl run on is their, their defense and Micah Parsons. And even he's been quiet. He stood up in the last drive. Micah Parsons did. Um, the receiving's been really good. Obviously, Lamb's playing really well. Um, T.Y. Hilton made a crucial catch on a third and 30 to keep the Cowboys going. But look, solid win. Uh, the Cowboys have locked in fifth spot. They'll play either... I would suspect either Tampa Bay or the Panthers in the first week, and they'll probably get a third matchup against the Eagles in week two. I think Tampa might just get home now. Mm. That I was really a gutsy did. win. I know we could probably talk about that one as well. But wasn't Let's that go. a no? No, what, we can do whatever great. we want. We can oh, go whichever way you want. Treat. There is so much to go through. Like it was a crazy weekend of results and you know we had football across four different days which I know me and you love um it felt like it was difficult to balance watching it all but um yeah Tom Brady just managed to pull it out and he's done it a few times this season to be 10 down uh and to come back and win in overtime was was fantastic to see for Brady I I agree I think the Panthers would be the ones who would be the most frustrated at the Cardinals because if if Tampa Bay had lost because of the having the tiebreaker, the Panthers could have clinched the division with a win next week uh, against the Buccaneers. But now it's obviously going to come down to the last week uh, in that particular matchup. The Buccaneers play, um, I think, play uh, a team that's not live. Let's have a quick look at who they're playing in the final round of the season. I think Tampa might have Atlanta. No, they don't have Atlanta. They've got, they've got the Falcons in the last week, and obviously the Falcons have finished. So I'd suspect Carolina's they've got Carolina. They've got Carolina this weekend this week. at Roman Jane Stadium. And, and then Atlanta. And, and I think the game in Atlanta, against Atlanta for Tampa is in Georgia, not in Florida. Yeah, but obviously Atlanta's out now. So I would think that if the Panthers can't win this week, then it's it's curtains for them. Um, and the Buccaneers will head through and play the Cowboys. But what an impressive finish to that game uh, by Tom Brady. He's Absolutely. He, he looks frustrated. He looks down and out, but he's going to drag his team into the playoffs, which is what quality quarterbacks do. And probably another segue there is what Aaron Rodgers was able to do uh, with his team on the weekend, I mean, he got a lot of results go his way. David, he mentioned it off you the think? top. Every single team around them lost in Green Bay. So, let, let, so here we win. go. These are the teams that lost that Sam's referring to. The Seattle Seahawks, loss. Detroit Lions, loss. Carolina Panthers, loss. However, New Orleans did win, so they didn't all go their way, but Everything that Green Bay could have asked for, 
happen. Let's go to those Giants standings. lost, Washington lost. Oh, every, it's ridiculous. It was crazy. It was, and then they had a really good win too. A really good they win. They did, and they picked off two or three times the last quarter, if you don't mind. But just to give you an example, as, as Sammy said, New York, Washington, Seattle, Detroit, Carolina, all lost. And Green Bay, all of a sudden, after being nowhere, are actually half a game out, theoretically, of the playoffs. Now, they lose the, the tiebreaker against Detroit. And they're also below Seattle. So Green Bay's just got to keep on winning. And we'll go to the schedule in a minute. They've got a tough game this week. Yeah. In what I'm, what I'm in, assuming will be yeah. the, the ice bowl mark too, given the, the weather that we've had. Um, but, they're in a really interesting spot because they don't own they don't own their own destiny, the Packers. No. They need other results to go their way. Um, right. But they've got a chance. Now, the interesting thing, David, I don't know if you, this only just came out in the last hour or so that I've actually seen. Um, two is back in concussion protocols from a hit uh, late in the first half. Um, so he got, it wasn't a sack. He managed to get rid of the football. I've, I've just watched the, I quickly watched the video before I jumped on to chat. So his head, he gets spun and his head hits the ground really hard. Um, it obviously, luckily, luckily for him, it's a natural grass stadium in, in, in Miami. Mm, so I don't know. Three picks. He, he looks completely out of sorts in those last three drives. So it was terrible. That last pick. Oh, I couldn't. I actually couldn't work out what he saw. Um, can I ask a question of you? Can, can I talk serious business on? Can you and I have spoken about concussion repeatedly, both on air and off air? Our own sport of Australian football now has some of the more robust rules in all of world's contact sport for concussion protocols. I know the NFL's taking it more seriously, but if if he'd have been playing in the Australian Football League, he's gone for for a week. He's gone. He, he and considering the history he's had this season, that's if, exactly if, that's if, the next point. If that's he's right. diagnosed with a concussion and it's his first for the year, he misses a week. If, if Tour is diagnosed with a concussion based on his, he's done for the year. Has to be. You can't put him back out there this year. This will be concussion three for the year. Well, what's what what in black and white? It's a little. It's different in the the two major codes in Australia, north north and south of the Murray. But what is the protocol for a second concussion? Does he have to miss a set amount under the rules? I'm I'm speak. I'm asking a question. It's a dangerous thing. They taught teach not to do this in court. Don't ask a question you don't know the answer to. I'm not quite sure what what happens if he clears them. So if he clears the protocols, he can play. If he can clear the protocols, so he's got to he's got to obviously get through the protocols. Um, got to be symptom free. Got to get back into training load. I think he's yeah. And look, I, he's in the protocols now, so I can only assume that he's being diagnosed with a concussion. That's what it suggests to me. If you're in the protocols, that's what's happened. The, the moment that everyone's pointing to is this tackle, um, you know, with a couple of minutes to go in the first half. It, importantly to note is obviously there is an independent um, That's uh, viewing the matches. Yeah, it's and, and they obviously haven't picked this up. But Tua didn't look like he was playing. He, he looked out of sorts in that last drive and it might have been a delayed concussion perhaps. Maybe he just, you know, maybe it was the pressure of the match, but... I don't know. I watched that last that last pick a couple of times, and it just looked odd. There was nothing there. Um, yeah, really odd for him. So look, hopefully he's okay. Miami is a different team if Tua's not out there. I think their you know their their chances of winning a Super Super Bowl are, are over. I actually don't have them in the in my kind of 
we'll call it like a, I don't know, Super Bowl five that I've got at the moment. I've got the Eagles, the 49ers, the Bengals, um, the Chiefs and the Bills. They're, they're the five teams that I think that I've got. Got the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Minnesota's got a great record. They're not good enough. Not good enough. No. They keep on beating average sides with last second things. They will get found out in the playoffs. The interesting thing for Minnesota is I think that they'll make week two because they will be avoiding San Francisco and Philadelphia. Yep. Okay. But I think that they are the five. And to be quite frank with you right now, I think that the most dangerous team of a lot of them is actually San Francisco. And Philly has just got to win one of these next two games so that they don't have to play in San Francisco. Because I don't think anybody's going to Santa Clara and winning at all. I think they've got no chance. That's how good the Niners are. No, like looking at the way everything's sitting right now, as a, talking from a Cowboy perspective, yes. I'm comfortable to go to go to Tampa and go to Philly. I just don't want to go to San Fran. 100%. And that, like, Dallas will have no fears at all. And, and I do think Tampa might might hang on. I, I think they'll win this week. Um, I think Tampa will hang, because I don't think New Orleans can beat Philly. Um, I, I think that that's exactly what Dallas would want, is actually playing. They are familiar with Philly. They know them. They know them intimately. They've just played them, or they, did, they didn't play them with one of the best quarterbacks in America playing for them. But I don't think anybody wants to play San Francisco. And... In fact, if the if the latter stays as if the, if the if the structure stays as it is, Minnesota will end up hosting San Francisco in week two. Is my calculations? That do you, do you read it that way? Correct. Because I don't think whoever finishes in and look, this could all change if Green Bay sneaks into seven. This could change everything because obviously potentially Green Bay and the Vikings in week one. Maybe maybe there's an opportunity there that we might talk about an upset. Um, because Green Bay obviously knows the Vikings so well, you know, but again, I don't think Green Bay's got the cattle this year, but when it's a divisional match, you just never know in the playoffs. And obviously if a seventh seed was to win, then obviously that would send the, that would send the Cowboys to the 49ers in week two. And and it would send, you know, um, the Green Bay to likely the Eagles in week two. So, so many connotations, so many interesting things happening. Um, but there's so many teams in the running. I mean, not a lot of them own their their you know their destiny. They, they need other teams to lose. But yeah, there's a lot of interesting matchups. And well, let's yeah. let's do that now. We can do what we like. Let, let's jump to that. I'm going to bring up the ESPN playoff standings, Sam. I've got the playoff standings up. So if you if you've got that there, and for those of you listening, this is a great source for us. I actually have three tabs open of the same NFL page for ESPN, so I can flick between them when we're talking because it's such a good resource. So here we go. As Sam was talking about earlier on, we have five teams that will be playing in the playoffs in the American Football Conference. Buffalo is the number one side in the AFC on a tiebreaker over Kansas City because they beat them. So Buffalo 12 and 3, Kansas City 12 and 3, they're both qualified. Cincinnati 11 and 4 qualified. Then it gets really interesting. Team 4 is now Jacksonville for the first time this year. And Jacksonville has not qualified. They're seven and eight. And at this stage will be on line to host in week one. Baltimore's qualified. And the Los Angeles Chargers, again, some ridiculous results from all around them. Let's go through these people who lost on the weekend, everybody. Listen to this. Los Angeles is in a cluster with all of these sides. So Miami, New England, the New York football Jets, and the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders all lost. 
remarkably. The only team that gained traction, and I, I reckon some of these teams don't want to actually see Pittsburgh, is the Pittsburgh Steelers because Pittsburgh's tough. They're they're, just they're, they're, tough. Their defence is playing great. They got no uh, offense. And, and I think that's, well. the, that's the one thing that Tampa will be happy with is that their defense has actually, actually played well last week. So that's the AFC. So again, it's Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, Baltimore, Los Angeles. They're already into the playoffs. Jacksonville and Miami are not. Okay. And Miami can just about secure with a few other results. Miami is just about there if they beat New England this weekend. Okay. Over to the NFC, it's a little bit different. So we have four teams that have qualified. Philadelphia is already qualified. Minnesota is second, and they have qualified and have won the division. San Francisco have won their, their division 11 and four. Then Tampa has not qualified for anything. They're fourth on seven and eight. Dallas has now qualified 11 and four. They're in fifth. The New York football giants are eight, six and one. The Washington commanders are seven, seven and one. And both of them control their own destiny to a certain extent. And sitting behind them on seven and eight are Seattle, Detroit, and Green Bay. And Carolina and New Orleans, remarkably, on six and nine are still alive because Tampa are only seven and eight. So yeah. let's go back to super interesting. That's super interesting that the way it's all fallen here. You've got, yeah, obviously the Bills, we we'll go back and talk AFC really quickly. The Bills, they just yeah. need to win out and they'll be the top seed. If they do manage to falter and they've got a tough matchup against Cincinnati, um, Kansas City will be there to pounce. I feel like it's going to come down to those two, even if Cincinnati knock off the Bills. I feel like Kansas City will, will do enough. So, yeah, Bills and Chiefs will play it off there. Um, I find it really interesting how these divisions fall. You know, it, it tends to always be one. Uh, obviously, the the Jags and the Titans neither had an overly convincing record. The, the Jags record probably doesn't befit the way they're playing football right now. They're much better than a seven and eight team. And I think the, they're headed in completely opposite directions. Titans on the way down, Jags on the way up. They should Agreed. go in. Agreed. Um, if Lamar doesn't come back, you want the Ravens in week one. Absolutely want the Ravens because they're... they're, they're yes. Yeah. Absolutely you do. Because they're, they're, not, they're not playing great football. No, they're not. And I'll tell you what, the Kansas City Chiefs would not be looking forward to playing Los Angeles. No, they won't anyway. They'll play Cincinnati. Um, Kansas City would get Miami at the moment. Uh, I think the top three are clearly the best sides in the AFC. The top three, which being Buffalo, Kansas City, and Cincinnati's on this massive wave. And they're going to be hard to stop. They have a phenomenal game this Monday night football. They're hosting Buffalo. What a game that'll be in Southwest Huge, Ohio. huge game. You know, you know who's sitting back? kicking themselves about the last fortnight, and that's the Patriots. Oh, it, it, the word dumb and Bill Belichick coach teams don't go together. It's like chalk and cheese. The last couple of weeks, the Patriots have done stupid things. They should be not. They should be nine Qualified. They should be in. Same as Absolutely. the Chargers. Absolutely. They should be locked in in the sixth or seventh seed right now because they're, they, they need two more wins to be in. They should have had them. I mean, last week it would have gone to overtime. I would have backed Bill Belichick in. Uh, Stevenson was running to potentially win the game uh, for them this week and fumbled. So, yeah, the, I think they'll be on the outside looking in now. Uh, the Jets the same way. I don't feel like they're going to get there. The Steelers, it's not about making the playoffs. It's about getting to a winning record for Mike Tomlinson uh, to keep his record going, and, and they might they might well do it. So, intriguing, intriguing. 
And while we're speaking, Pittsburgh, uh, uh, must must mention the sad passing of the great Franco Harris. Absolutely. Yeah, good call. Seeing Terry Bradshaw so upset. And yeah, if you ever watch football, there's a th- one of the more famous moments in all of American sports, the Immaculate Reception. Uh, just go and watch it. Franco Harris, a great play for Pittsburgh and at the end of his career, the Seattle Seahawks. But passed away last week into his 70s. Condolences to everybody there, the family, the Pittsburgh Steelers family, which is massive. But he was a serious player. And, and and that particular moment was the moment that's credited as launching the dynasty that was the Pittsburgh Steelers because that was their first ever playoff win. It was, and they ended up with four Super Bowls in a very short period of time under, under Chuck Nolan with Bradshaw, a quarterback, and the meanest, roughest defensive line you've ever seen in your life. Nobody liked going to Pittsburgh. Everybody hated it because it was cold and bitter, um, astroturf field, and oh goodness me, that was tough. Oh, they did, and they, they did some really cool things around because obviously, the fifty-year anniversary of the Immaculate Reception was a couple of days ago, um, which obviously makes it even even more sad that Franco wasn't there to to enjoy it. He's involved in he was involved in some of the media leading up to the event, but they did some really cool things. They there's obviously the stadium has moved and knocked down the old stadium and built a new stadium. Yeah. Um, but they went to the exact spot of where the immaculate reception happened, which was out kind of in the car park area, and you know gathered right on the right on the moment of the 50 years. Um, a couple of stories that I heard from from different commentators who were talking about this is um, Franco when they were when they were ripping up the turf at the end of that season, he went out and like claimed the turf from the spot that he made the reception, and then that turf kind of he took it home and you know I don't know created some kind of you know display of it in his home so he kind of looked after it but yeah really uh, if, if you haven't seen look obviously everyone who's listening to our podcast are nfl fans and love the game and they will have seen the play but it is an amazing play the way it unfolded and yeah something magical about that moment for sure it is um for those of you that are a little bit younger the old stadium in pittsburgh was called three rivers stadium that's where the pittsburgh pirates and the steelers played and actually pittsburgh and it's this is very close for those of you that have seen jack reacher Jack Reacher's actually sit set in Pittsburgh on the river and the yep. ground's just up. He actually shared in the transitional shots. But three ring three rivers mean meet there. If I was gonna pick two of them are the Allegheny and them perhaps the Allegheny Ohio Mahonga Monongahela rivers, I think uh Pennsylvanians will get that right. But I'm pretty sure they all meet. And when they knocked down um Three River Stadium, they created what was then called Heinz Field, which is now Akershaw Field in Pittsburgh. But that's exactly where it is. And a very, very famous moment. And it is the most extraordinary play. Just go and watch it. It's against the Dallas Cowboys. You will not believe the play. Just go and Google it and type in a Mac at Reception Pittsburgh and you get to see Franco Harris enter himself into, in, into folklore. Look, the playoffs are, are what they are. Look, I still think there's five teams that can win it. Um, that's but I agree with Sam wholeheartedly. Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and Philly, and the Niners. And if you were going to ask me right now who the best side in America is, the most complete side, that's a very good question. That's a tough question. I think in each, could right now, so I think it's so challenging to do it across the league, isn't it? But who have you got? Who have you got in each conference, David? Who's your, who's your number one? Who's your, who would you be backing in from each conference to get there for the big dance? I find the NFC easier. Okay. Um, I Even though San Francisco's got an inexperienced quarterback, they can win with 
five or six field goals, seven field goals, and play conservative footy. I think the Niners are going to win the NFC. The AFC, I find very, very difficult. I think it will be a matter of which of the top two sides gets the top seed. Okay, that's why this Buffalo and Ken, um, Cincinnati game is so big. The way the weather is at the moment and the way Buffalo's playing, they're playing pretty good football. Kansas City's rolling along quietly and they've got another easy game this week. I reckon it'll be Buffalo and San Francisco in the Super Bowl. I just think Buffalo will play in New York for the finals. And those of you that have seen the even the news tonight, they're having feet of snow. Like it is, no one's allowed to drive. That's how bad it is in Buffalo. And it'll be minus 10 or minus 15. And no one will want to go there. I think Buffalo and the Niners. And what about the AFC for you, Sammy? The AFC is a tough one because I agree. I've got San Fran in the NFC as being the, the team to beat, even though they'll likely have to go to Philly. Um, in the championship game, if Philly get knocked off and San Fran host it um, at Santa yeah. Clara, then forget, forget about it. It's done. Brock Purdy's special. He, I, I don't know, I don't know what they're going to do in San Fran with Trey Lance, because Brock Purdy's really, really good. He he's my starting quarterback next year if I'm San Francisco. But we'll wait and see what happens there. Nice to have. Uh, Where does two, Jimmy G end up? Sam Dickman's ball prediction. <sighs> Where does he end up? It's a really good question. I reckon there's two. I think Carolina could do with a quarterback. Um, there's a few out there. Who do you think? I reckon he'll end up in one of two places, both in the AFC, Foxborough or Nashville. Interesting, a return. Yep. He knows the system. He knows the people. Uh, Mac Jones has been an interesting investment, but for mine, he should be a backup quarterback. Ryan Tannehill has failed, unfortunately, in Tennessee this year. They've lost five on the trot. I think they're the two places, and they'll be trying to free up salary to get him. It's interesting. I think the homecoming to the Patriots is on the cards. I just don't know whether it's Jimmy G or Tom Brady. Uh, there. Uh. I don't think Belichick's an evil mind. I just this. I reckon this Brady thing's all press. I don't reckon they're thinking of it in Foxborough. Mm. Robert Kraft would have it, but I bet you Belichick doesn't. He would. Kraft would have him back in a second. Hundred percent, he would. So this leads into a fascinating weekend. This is week seventeen. It's the second last round. There are some divisional games, but there are also some that aren't. Here we go. Of all the weeks to get Tennessee on Thursday at football in Nashville, this is what Dallas wants. So fr- th- Friday our time, Dallas at Tennessee, Thursday night football. Then on Sunday in America and Monday in Australia. And remember, this is a public holiday. So if you like your, your NFL, get on board. Arizona and Atlanta, game doesn't matter. Chicago at Detroit, that game matters to Detroit. Denver at Kansas City. Kansas City's going to keep on winning. Here's where it gets interesting. Miami at New England, if you don't <laughs> mind. Early game Sunday, Monday now time. Indianapolis at the Giants. The Giants can just about secure it if they win it. And one win should, away. They win their in. Win. They've been terrific, New York. I've got to give it to them. They've been much better. And remember, four teams in one division still on. It's still absolutely on. I can, if New York lose to the Colts, they don't deserve it. They won't make it. I just feel like they won't make it. This is their chance. They've got to win. 
New Orleans at Philly. Question is there, does Jalen Hurts play? I, I still think Philly will win and knock New Orleans out. The next game's monstrous. It's division deciding. Huge. Carolina at Tampa and Raymond James Stadium in Florida. And I think everybody would want to be in Florida at the moment, given the extraordinary weather in America. This one's tricky for uh, Washington because Cleveland's a bit up and down. Cleveland head to Landover at FedEx Field to play Washington. Yeah, Cle- Cleveland. The interesting part with Cleveland is that they're eliminated from the playoffs, but that doesn't matter. I don't think Cleveland were ever expecting to play. It's just about getting to Sean reps. They're going to keep playing. They're playing for next year. So whereas a lot of other teams you say, oh, well, they're out of the playoffs, that they're not going to bring their own game. I, st- I think Cleveland's going to play all the way through to the last round this year. So I would expect that they'll put up a really good fight. Washington need to win two to guarantee a playoff spot. Uh, they would expect to win, but yes. I, I don't think Cleveland will be a pushover. No, I reckon they'll be like 21 or 2017. Jacksonville and Houston. Now, Houston coming off a win, they've been okay, but Jacksonville will be very happy going to NRG Stadium. Uh, which, of course, is right next to the magnificent old Houston Astrodome. Now, the afternoon games, America, and there's been a tweak in the scheduling here, ladies and gentlemen. I'll talk about that in a minute. So San Francisco's got Vegas at Allegiant Stadium. Uh, that's the one time that the Niners would want to go and do that. The uh, old across the Bay Rivals now heading to Vegas. The, this is a really interesting game because one of these two is gone. The New York Jets make the massive trip to Seattle to play Seattle at Lumen Field. Um, both teams hanging on and they both got to win. Minnesota at Green Bay and quite simply, Green Bay must win. It'll be cold and feral and the crowd will be going off all the cheeseheads at Lambeau. Be a fantastic game. So these last two games, ladies and gentlemen, have been switched by the NFL earlier this week. It's the Los Angeles Derby at SoFi Stadium. That was going to be the Sunday night nationally televised game. That's been moved. Move to the afternoon set at SoFi. It'll be a lovely afternoon there in Los Angeles at the stadium that Sam's been to. That just looks, honestly, it looks at them right now to be the best stadium in the world. But the, the Sunday night game in America is massive. Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Pittsburgh's got to keep winning. They've got to win again, and they are a real show. And then Monday night football doesn't get much bigger than this. Buffalo at Cincinnati at Paycor Stadium at Cincinnati, Ohio. Sammy, your tips of the games that matter. You got Detroit over Chicago? I've got Detroit getting back. That was a really poor loss for Detroit after all the momentum they built last week, but I've got them getting back and winning this one. Kansas City to beat Denver comfortably? Comfortably. Denver obviously fired their coach. The Russell Wilson experiment has not worked. I don't know what they're going to do in Denver. They're a train wreck. They are a train wreck. He's one of the big ones. Miami at New England, big question marks. And I mean, big overture. Who you got? I think if Tua plays, Miami wins. Otherwise, I think New England. I reckon New England's had a, a, a rough trot. I reckon New England's going to get home. Indianapolis at the Giants. I've got the Giants because India aren't playing for much. No, nah, Giants, yeah, they're, they're reasonable. They're, they're a playoff team for sure. They'll win. Uh, they're a reasonable. They've been terrible for the last few years. They've done great things. They really have. They should be very proud of themselves. And all they've got to do is win one more. New Orleans at Philly. I, I'd love to see New Orleans stay alive, but I don't think they will. No, I think that they're, I think Minshew's done enough to say that even if he's the starter, Philly win. Carolina at Tampa is really interesting. I've got Tampa only because it's in Florida. Yeah, I've got Carolina. Okay. I think they're good. Okay. That's a really, that'll be a fascinating game. Cleveland at Washington, I've got to pick the commanders just. 
Yes, but it's going to be, I think that'll be really entertaining. I think that'll be a slog for these teams. I, I agree. I think somewhere around that 17-21 mark, you know, I'll, I'll give it to Washington because they're a good team. But again, a, a loss last week against a really quality team. I'm not going to hold against them losing the San Fran. I think they, they bounce back, but Cleveland makes them work all day. We've both got these next two, I imagine. We've got Jacksonville over Houston and San Francisco over Las Vegas, although they're both away. Yeah, Jacksonville to win, Tennessee to lose, Jacksonville to clinch the division. New York at Seattle, after watching New York's Thursday night performance where they were dead set abject and being booed by their own fans at Rutherford, Seattle aren't much top, but I think Seattle will win and stay alive. Yeah, at Lumen they win. Seattle wins. Minnesota at Green Bay. Good game. Great game. Fantastic game. Remember, Minnesota's got the Niners breathing down their necks at the moment. Minnesota cannot afford a slip-up. They can't. I'll tell you this, if it's one possession, Minnesota win. <laughs> they can't. They don't lose. I just think there's a couple of holes in Green Bay. I think they've been very good the last few weeks, but I still don't think they're... I think they're fundamentally a couple of offensive players short for Rodgers. And they and remember, they got rid of Devontae Adams for salary cap. Range. They will be up and about at Lambeau, though. Oh, of course they will be. Minnesota for me. Yeah, I've got Green Bay, David. I think they. Aaron Rodgers does something here and he gets them over the line. I think this is your first loss by a possession. You lose by three. Charges over the Rams. The Rams, although they belted Denver, I think Denver would get beaten by Georgia at the moment. Uh, look, charges for me. Baker's just on a job audition for next year. He doesn't want to be the backup um, for Stafford. He wants to have his own franchise. And he's another one that teams will be looking at, these teams without quarterbacks, the Tennessees of the world. Um, they'll be looking at Baker. He played, he's been playing reasonable football in his second chance. So, yep. Um, but I don't think that'll matter. I think the Chargers will get up. But, yeah, it'll be a reasonable game between the two LA teams. Pittsburgh and Baltimore is a fascinating Sunday night football matchup in America. Who you got, Sammy? Wherever it is, it's not going to be many points scored either way. <laughs> Unless Lamar gets out there, this is going to be this will be a low-scoring match. Uh, I've got Baltimore, uh, just, just. But I tell you what, the, the defense in Pittsburgh is scary at the moment. I'm not. I'm actually going to pick Pittsburgh. I reckon they're, they're on a wave, and Baltimore's struggling. And then, and that 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 would theoretically. Um, Pittsburgh is going to have everything will go their way that may keep them alive. And Buffalo and Cincinnati, what a Monday night game that is. It's huge. It's absolutely massive. It is. That There's is so such, much at stake. A good game. And our friends in West in Western Missouri will be watching this with great interest, I'm telling her, because Kansas City could very well be the number one seed after this weekend. Who you got here, Sammy? What's your thinking? Buffalo at Cincy. Yeah, this that's the most there's three teams in this matchup. This is a game of two teams oh, yeah. but involving three parties because obviously Kansas City will will smash the tribe out of the Broncos. Well, the way Patrick Mahomes is playing, they'll do what they need to do to win by two touchdowns against the Broncos. They get the Raiders who will be eliminated by the end of the weekend. So this is effectively for uh the conference and for that reason, I've got the Bills but not with a lot of confidence. This is going to be one of the games of the year and this is going to be a prelude to what's going to happen. Uh, in the playoffs, but I've got the bills. You must have been doing a podcast with me for a couple of years because that's the first time you've used it to smash the tripe out of someone. <laughs> <laughs> we've been, we've been that, hanging out too much. Yeah, we've been hanging out too much. That's, that is something that I've said before. I find this extraordinarily difficult to pick. I don't think that Buffalo is the perfect entity yet. I think they rely too much on Josh Allen's legs. 
I'm actually going to pick Cincinnati in Cincinnati. I really think they're a yeah, very good and I can't side. I can't knock you for it honestly. Like it's it's going to be one of those games where I think we'll 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 know a lot more after this game, David. If Cincinnati go in and, and get the job done, um, although it may not mean they get the top seed because you know, that'll probably mean Kansas City gets the week off. I think anyone who plays Cincinnati will be will be concerned and be worried. Oh goodness me! Yes, remember they're coming off a Super Bowl. So it's not as if they're a mug side. They started off like dormant this year, but wow, they have just been amazing. Uh, and the, and the, the last six to eight weeks, they've been superb. So we're, um, I've actually got Kansas City being the number one seed after this weekend, which is... And, and will that knock the Bills straight to three? Will that elevate the Bengals because of the no, head-to-head? I don't. Uh, hang on. Yes, it will. Because that's yes, big. Because that is huge. Because then suddenly you've got the return match. I think you're right. Cincinnati. Because Cincinnati and Buffalo would be on the same team. And the same, yeah, it would. Buffalo yeah. would be third. Um, and who have, the, who have the Bengals got to finish off their year? We'll get that now. Let's go to the last round. Let's go and do that. I, I've just had, I've just gone on to the college. So let's go on to the last week. Week. Uh, no, no, They've got, they, they'll have the Ravens with nothing to play for. Week 18 is as follows, everybody. And um, these are all on Sunday. There's no Thursday and no Monday night football. Everybody plays across the Sunday. It's Tampa and Atlanta, New England at Buffalo. Goodness me, the Patriots finished Miami and Buffalo. Minnesota at Chicago, Baltimore at Cincinnati. And as Sam's right, Baltimore won't be playing for much. The Chargers are at Denver. They'll love that. Detroit at Green Bay. Could that be a playoff entry game? Wow, what if Green they both Bay, win? If they both win this week, Minnesota Green Bay get Minnesota and Green Bay to finish at Lambeau, Houston and Indy, not nah. Kansas City at Vegas, they'll win that. The Jets are at Miami, now, yeah, the Jets are gone. Carolina's at New Orleans, that'll be fascinating if Carolina win this weekend. The New York football giants really have to win this weekend because they've got Philly the next weekend, Cleveland at Pittsburgh, Arizona at San Francisco, Los Angeles, Rams at Seattle. Dallas at Washington is fascinating. If Dallas cannot do anything, they will rest their stars, I would think. So if Philly wins this week, it's irrelevant for Dallas. They won't be able to go anywhere. And that would probably play give Washington a chance to play themselves in. And Jacksonville may very well own the division, but they'll have Tennessee in Jacksonville as well that day. So it's a huge last round. So if it's tied or Tennessee have the lead, that matches in play. From what I from what I believe, but if Jacksonville has a game lead going into it, I don't think Tennessee can catch them. I think that's the way it looks. Although it, it would split the tiebreaker, but yeah, some interesting matchups there. Obviously, Carolina. If Carolina can beat Tampa Bay, then that match against New Orleans would be for the division. They won't claim the division this week if they beat Tampa Bay. Um, however, if Tampa Bay win, I think that's it because they're a game ahead right now. I uh, concur, and interestingly, again. They are going to play Monday night football in the playoffs, which I yeah, do not understand. Yeah. I think this is – I the reason I don't understand it is because it gives you such a disadvantage because they don't play Monday night football in week two. It's This is that extra game in the first week that they've thrown in. Um, I, I'd be playing three on the Saturday and three on the Sunday, but they're not going to. It's I just don't understand why you'd have to have someone play Monday night football and they've got to back up and play on Sunday. It's crazy. Yeah, because they'll use that. They'll yeah, they'll they'll dump a game on Saturday. The first game on Saturday will be a, a matchup of two teams that 
they're not expecting a good matchup. That's generally what they do, yeah. and then they'll play the they'll play the rest of the good matches. But you're right, it's, it's on. I I think yeah, just load them up on the Saturday and Sunday because this is it. After they play Monday first week, there's no more Monday night football, uh, and where we just play it out um, Saturdays and then and obviously Sundays to finish off the year. Now let's go through a couple of uh, NCAAF bowls. Of course, we're leading oh, into a couple of big ones. <laughs> you could say that. You could say that. Tennessee at Clemson on Saturday is massive. That's in Florida. That's the Orange Bowl. Massive game, Matties. Um, North, North, Notre Dame and South Carolina, Spencer Rattler gets another chance to audition for, for recruiters. Our, friend, our dear friend at Texas, Texas at Washington and Washington are playing in the Alamo Bowl. That's in San Antonio, a short trip from Austin. There'll be a huge crowd there. Oklahoma's got Florida State. Uh, Texas Tech's got Ole Miss. But now let's get serious. This is on Sunday, the 1st of January at our time. So this is Saturday in America, which is why there's no NFL on Saturday this weekend. Here we go. The Sugar Bowl is number five Alabama against Kansas State. That's at magnificent Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans. Then Iowa's got Kentucky in the Music City Bowl. And neither of those sides are actually ranked. That's in Nashville. Then we get full on serious. Here we go. Texas Christians at Michigan. That's their Michigan's nominal home team. That game's being played at State Farm Stadium in Glendale, Arizona. I'll come back to this, Sam. And then Ohio State and Georgia, that's straight afterwards. That's in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Sam, who you got? Uh, let's go first of all. Texas Christian at Michigan. I think I know you're going to pick them both. But can you see the Horn Frogs upsetting them? I would love to, but I, I can't. I think Michigan's Michigan's clearly the second best team in the country. Um I don't want to preempt my pick for the second one by saying how far I think they are off the first team, but they're the second best team in the country. TCU, I've been really impressed with their run. Obviously, they lost the title game a few weeks ago. They'll be ready to go. This will be a, this will be a reasonable game for three quarters, but I've got Michigan to be too strong, run out. You know, we'll give them, say, a touchdown to 10 points um, over TCU. So Michigan headed through to the title game. I think Michigan's actually going to win by three touchdowns. I think they're going to absolutely pound them on the ground. I think they'll try and get 250, 280, 300 yep. yards on the ground. And I don't think the Horn Frogs can stop them. I just don't. Although that game's played in a, both of these games, fascinatingly, being played in a controlled environment. Then are Ohio State against Georgia, would you suggest that Ohio State are at 15 to 1, 20 to 1 to win this at least? I reckon if they can get within 15 points of Georgia, they're doing an exceptional job. I've got Georgia winning comfortably. At, whereas I think the, I think TCU can try and keep up pace with Michigan for three quarters. I feel like they'll be it'll be evident very quickly in this particular matchup that Georgia's the best team in the nation, um, and they'll be too good for Ohio State. I'd love to see a rematch, Michigan and Ohio State, but I just don't think they're they're, they're good enough. Georgia's so good. There are NFL players everywhere, and the thing is, there are NFL players in the in the important positions. So Georgia for me. Uh, yeah, no question. Georgia by the same sort of distance and three touchdowns. Then we've got the, the Monday night bowls and they're going to have to do a quick turnaround at Raymond Jones Stadium here. Mississippi State's got Illinois and that's in the Relic, Relic, Relic Quest Bowl. The Cotton Bowl, that game being played at Jerry World. It's Tulane against USC. Tulane been, had a terrific year, the, the research university from uh, New Orleans, beautiful place. In fact, if you've seen the film, The Pelican Brief, with Julia Roberts and Sam Shepard, that is actually set at Tulane University because she's a Tulane postgrad student. 
and film there. LSU's got Purdue and the Cheese at Citrus Bowl. That game's in Orlando, Florida. And then Penn State's got Utah. That'll actually be a great game of football, that, Penn that, State. That's probably the game I'm looking forward to most. The Nittany Lions in Utah? Yeah, that's yeah, in, I, think U, I, I think USC got found out. Yep. Uh, by Utah, so I, I think I'd love to see Tulane win that game, and obviously they're they're playing in, in Texas, so they'll be, you know, I'm sure that the two the two teams will get some support on the road and get to those particular games. But yeah, the 9 a.m. game, um, obviously I'm looking forward to the national championship semifinals the most of, of any games in the college football uh, world coming up. Although Texas is very close to both of our hearts, so I'll be keeping yeah. a close eye on them. But yeah, Penn State, Utah to finish the bowls. Obviously, before we head into the into the championship game on the tenth of January, um, that's going to be a cracker. And I've got Utah. I think Utah are really good. Uh, Utah win that. They're they're a good side, and we will have a good look in our podcast next week, everybody. At We'll have we'll uh, we'll have seen all those other games and we'll be able to give you a bit of a rundown of how we think uh, the college football playoff will go. That game, of course, at the Met. another game. So the semi finalists play all their games in a controlled environment. There's no outdoor play at all. Um, so yeah, and that that game's at so far in Inglewood. Sam, thank you so much for your time. It's been a good podcast. Now we're gone for a while tonight. Anything else you wanted to discuss, sir? No, we've covered we've covered a lot tonight. It's been great. I was really looking forward to having a chat tonight because there were so many interesting results, so many interesting scenarios to play off um, as we head towards the playoffs and, and obviously the college football as well. So, no, thanks for your time, David. Much appreciated. As always, thank you so much, my friend. Have a good week. I'll catch up with you shortly. Uh, catch up with you then with the next week. Sam, goodbye for now and goodbye to all of our listeners. Hope you enjoy the podcast as much as we enjoy bringing it to you. I can sit here and talk to Sam about NFL and college football for hours. On behalf of Sam, this is David. It's bye for tonight.